Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You are now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. You stepped into Lost and Rewound once again for your Thursday afternoon. That's right. You stepped through the mucous membrane. No. It's Lost and Rewound. And now you're here. Knee deep. In audio. I'm Alon. And I'm Jimmy. And I don't know how to not laugh when I'm on mic. I feel like every time we're here, it's just a big laugh fest in some capacity. This is very true. A friend of mine asked, they go, oh, you're going to do comedy on the air? And I go, well... (laughs) It's not really comedy. It's not comedy on the air, but I will be making jokes and taking us off topic as much as possible. And my my co-host will be trying to keep us on topic. Yeah. And it'll be like, you know, this... Back and forth. It's what, a beautiful thing. What was it when back in the day? I was on and you were off? Yes. <laughs> on and off. It's... It works perfectly. And if you don't get that reference, his name is Elon Danziger and my name is Jimmy Hoffman. On so I was on Elon off. and Jimmy Hoff. Off. <laughs> off topic and on topic. On topic and off topic. <laughs> so we bring this to you every week from 3 to 4 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn, which is as you probably know by now, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community of Bushwick and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like yourself. So if you'd like to support our mission so we can continue to bring you this quality quality i say quality emphasize quality community radio uh we invite you to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate you can donate as little as a dollar and for every cent you contribute it helps us to continue to stay on air so please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford and don't forget you know your contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. So again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Or you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. Be a sponsor for the show directly. Radio Free Brooklyn does have an app. In fact, if you go to either the uh, Google Play or the Apple Store, you can download either the Radio Free Brooklyn app for iOS or for Android, and that's at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone or RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android, respectively. So you can download the app and listen to Radio Free Brooklyn wherever you are. Not just our show, but all the other shows that this wonderful community has to offer. Speaking of which, we have uh, a newsletter. You knew about that, right, Jim? Yeah, I did know about that. I'm not completely in the dark. (laughs) Although I try to act like it. Well, it's a a good uh, place to be in the dark sometimes. Because then when you come out, it's like really nice. You know, it's the problem when your eyes have to adjust. <laughs> Go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter called R-E-A-D-I-O Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. And every month we'll send you the latest news about the new programming and upcoming RFB events, as well as interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on our swag, and much more. The emails only come once a month, so it's all good. We won't be spamming your inbox at all. That would be terrible. We deserve a spam-free world. 
And don't worry, we won't be like telling you our privacy policy is being updated either or something. I I don't even like to go in my email anymore. Because like every 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 app every app uh, that you have downloaded is telling you. By the way, one thing is like you owe this guy five hundred (laughs) dollars. The other one's like if you don't pay this money, you're going to jail. It's really has a big hassle email. Yeah. <laughs> so we that that's all the the, the uh, house cleaning we need to take care of as we normally do. In the meantime, let us begin with today's episode, shall we? We shall. Journey begin now. Courtney Francis Fallon is a Brooklyn-based writer, director, producer hailing from Buffalo, New York. She has been on Radio Free Brooklyn twice before, so you may recognize her voice in a little bit. She's been on Lisa Levy's show that precedes us, uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. She's been on a show that I actually wish I can go on more called Young Persons Radio, hosted by our friend Colby Smith. And she is very much in demand. In fact, she just wrapped up a music video that she directed, which you can find online, called Babies by the band Pink Clouds. Please welcome to the studio for the very first time, and hopefully not the last, Miss Courtney Francis Fallon. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. You guys have no idea. I am pumped. We are, we're pumped. <laughs> you have no idea. I am like, like a, losing my mind so excited hey, about this. That's what, like, that's what we like to say. Before we went to air, you and I have gotten a chance to chat a lot about your travels. And it seems that a lot of your most uh, thrilling experiences could be rooted in international travel. Definitely. Um, it actually like perfectly segues into the audio that I have brought yes, across to yes. the floor. But um, I have traveled extensively outside of the U.S., been to over 40 countries, and I lived in Poland for two years. And I've also been to 45 states um, and did a very extensive road trip where I went from Buffalo to Maine to Florida to California. And wow. then Later, we drove to Alaska from Portland, Oregon. Which we'll get to, for sure. Wow. So I have to have a question then. If you've been to 45 states, does that mean that there are five states you're like, eh, I ain't never going there? It's like, no. L- loser states. Never. No <laughs> they're, just, they're, just, they're on the list and you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, like I haven't been to Wyoming. Okay. And that's rad, Montana. I'm going to ride a horse there, I bet. I bet that's for a valid, yeah. like that's something I could arrange. I'm, I think in probably, Montana, would they they have like yeah. the range. No, I'm going to arrange go, the like, range. Legit, yes. going to do that. Intend to sky country. Arrange it with like, one of the ten yeah. people that lives there, and they'll hook you up. Precisely. You went to Peru, and you got a chance to make friends with a lady named Ursula who is going to be calling us in a little bit. You actually are going to have two of your friends calling, uh, but Ursula specifically, you connected with in Peru. Yes. So I went to South America for 10 months after I graduated from college and I started in Ecuador and then went to Peru. And I met Ursula in a hostel in Huacachina, Peru. And we proceeded to like goof off together for like over a week. We went down to Lima. We ate like boatloads of ice cream and <laughs> ate delicious 
Peruvian food together. And then, you know, we're Facebook friends and this is November 2006. And then we didn't speak at all until June 2008 when she sent this massive Facebook event for this six-month road trip that she was doing with her best friend, Catherine. There's so much more. We can call Ursula, actually. Yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's do that at this time. <laughs> there was a funny way call. that Ursula, the reason why Ursula caught my eye is really funny. Um, but we should also, should we call Catherine and then call Ursula? Or well, Let's magically, with the power of radio magic, get them to appear right on the radio right now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Thanks for making me a maxi pad earlier. With radio magic, we have Catherine T. Jacobs and Ursula Barton over the phone with us from portland oregon hello ladies thank you for being here hi as you were saying i was just talking ursula about how we met in peru and how that led to me meeting Catherine. and i want to talk a little bit more about like the morning that we met it was an interesting day. It was a Monday morning. I arrived in this town in Peru on Saturday, went to a party, got really drunk and wet the bed, and then really stressed about telling the owner of the hostel that I had done that. And she was like, she thought it was so funny and so hilarious and like told me to tell people that Huaca, China, Peru is not just like a great place to go to the beach. It's also a great place to, to party. And um, that is me making good on that right now over the, over, <laughs> from, over the airwaves. from November 2006. But then the next morning I like forced myself to talk to people at the next table. And then this amazing blonde woman comes in with another amazing blonde woman and starts hugging and like joyously reuniting with this Dutch woman who I'm eating with. And Ursula was one of those beautiful blondes. <laughs> well, thanks Courtney. I had graduated from college and you were in Peru because well, I had had my heart broken, so I just bought a one-way ticket to Ecuador, and they kicked me out because my visa expired, so I had to go to Peru. She was 19. I just started wandering around Peru and got to this weird hostel called Friends, right? Hostel Wasn't it called Friends, Friends? Hostel Friends, guest, Friends Guest House. And then... and then I just remember my first memory of you is watching you triumphantly eat a hamburger that was the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that, that more of like a hamburger hostel. pie at that point? It was... Yeah, well, it was like a hostel shit. Like they were known for having this like grossly humongous burger that people usually shared, but she ate the whole thing by herself. And it was the first said, time I had a burger with fried eggs on it. It's a small person. <laughs> <laughs> like it was bigger than her head. It was and so I just when I saw that I knew that we had at least eating in common. <laughs> how many how many years ago was this? This was November two thousand six. That was the day we were celebrating. Um, the Democrats um, took over the legislature. It mm. was election day two thousand six. Yeah. Took all six years. Yeah, I think for the for the, we were the only American for Congress to turn. We were the only Americans. And we watched BBC. Since you're not going to be here too much longer, why don't you explain real quick um, how? you two got to Buffalo. Well, actually, you and I didn't really keep in touch that We did not at all. <laughs> like, Hug and Peru um, loved each other, traveled for like a week. You weren't even going to go to Lima. And that was like an overnight eight-hour bus trip and you like came down to party with me. And then we were like, we are totally going to hang out in Oregon. And then like never spoke again until you were going <laughs> on this road trip to all, all the lower, states. yeah, to all 50 states with Catherine. 
and you made a Facebook yeah. event. And I was like, oh, my God, come to Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I really reached out to everybody I've pretty much ever met who I knew was in the U.S. who wouldn't be weirded out by the idea of putting me and Catherine up. I don't know. We, I think we spent like a week or maybe a little more in New York City. And we were excited to see a different part of New York, too. And we ended up staying longer with you than I think we originally intended. We're supposed to stay um, for one night and then go to Niagara Falls and then go for amazing. someone's birthday in New Hampshire. Abby. Yes. Who's now yes. Ursula's and roommate. We, well, Stop time, it. I forgot she moved at there. At the time, we, stayed, we didn't just stay with you. We stayed with Larry, too. Oh, yeah. We stayed at my dad's house so and I made chicken wing dip. meet your dad. <laughs> Um, it's good hospitality. So, so they're supposed to be in Buffalo for one day and they stayed for three. And on the last day I left with them and I thought I would be gone for one month and then I stayed gone for two. And then we, I finished out the whole rest of the three months. The road trip started 10 years ago. Next Beautiful. month cool. started in June, 2008 and it went to December, 2008 and they started in Oregon and then went all the way around. We, P- picked me up in Buffalo in September. In what? What was that? We picked you up in the fall. Yeah, right? September, and then we went from Buffalo to Maine to Florida to California from September to December two thousand eight, and then in late June, Catherine and I left for Alaska. Ursula flew to Alaska and met with us, but she's not in this audio, and this audio is from this road trip. And um, Ursula, this is where we'll say goodbye to you. Can you just tell us real quick what you're doing? Because I can barely keep up with you. You're so busy. Yeah, I've been told you're an extremely talented visual artist and you're going to be in the city soon. So I'm excited to see what you have to offer. Yeah. What are you doing this summer first? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, actually, right now, the commission I'm working on is connecting uh, Portland to uh, New York. So I'm making a um, made-up landscape combining the two cities. I'm hoping to come out to New York in the winter or possibly next spring because I've also contributed some buildings to the Paper City Experiment, which is Morgan uh, Lappin's project. He's a great... Morgan Jesse Lappin. So he's told me he's not really certain when the opening will be, but that... You're coming, um, but you're coming. And we'll see you then. Come in, and I'm going to come back to New York and visit everybody and check that out because I have been creating more work. I'm definitely getting American strangers to New York City at some point, and you need to be part of that exhibit, and you will create work for that. There's no way that that's not happening between now and 2020. Mark my words. Magnets. You're a magnet. You're making it happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, Ursula. Thanks for having me on. And bye, Catherine. Sorry, I couldn't hear yeah, you. Bye. Yeah, she, said, her, she said bye <laughs> and to tell her that you <laughs> love her. She loves you. It's crazy. It's been 10 years. It's crazy. It's been 10 years. And it's definitely influenced my work a lot. And I would assume it's influenced all three of us. It like, um, changed my life because it's forever and ever for the better. Thanks so much for calling love in, you. Ursula. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Sorry, I couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> all good, all good. We love your face. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. 
now we're at 2008. We're at this crossroads where we have you meeting up with Catherine in or, Buffalo. In Buffalo. At my dad's house. They like had driven all day from New York City to Buffalo. It's like over eight hours, really, with traffic. And yeah, this one I met in 2005 in the same dorm. And so we only became friends like over a short period of time. People kept telling us, oh, you should meet. You guys are like the same person. Have you not met? We live like a wall away. And then at the very end of our first semester in college, we finally met and really connected. And then she left um, for Ecuador. And I was kind of like, wow, that was the only friend I made. What am I going to do? And then when she came back, she's uh, originally from Ashland, Oregon. And so she was like, I don't want to live in the Bay Area anymore. I'm moving to Oregon. And I went with her. So Oregon, Portland was never on my radar, but that was 11 years ago, and I followed her 11 years ago. Here. 11 years ago in Portland, Oregon. I only went recently to visit Portland, and I can only imagine what it was like. People will say, oh, I can only imagine what Brooklyn was like 10 years ago. Right. Well, right. if you can only imagine what Portland, Oregon, I certainly can't because it wasn't even on my radar. But Just Watch pe- early episodes of Portland. Yeah. <laughs> first season, first it season. It has exploded and transformed. and um, It has. Yeah, but it's been compared to what the Bay Area was like, it's, um, and I was just talking to someone from the East Coast, which is funny that you guys, because Courtney lived with my mom briefly for a month, and they <laughs> were making a joke about how the East Coast and the West Coast are like different countries, and they would be like, in my country, we do things like this. <laughs> in um, my country, because, we do not have fires, we have snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was, I was talking to my acupuncturist about it, because she's from <laughs> Connecticut, and she was just talking about like... I don't know, the A and B or whatever, but saying that in California, in the Bay Area, you can kind of pick and choose. You can be like super type A, but you can also sort of take the like more chill route. But Oregon is so, it it just kind of, when Ursula and I first moved here, we said it was, um, well, it's kind of like got this Peter Pan vibe, but we used to joke that it was where short men moved to go bald and like not have real jobs. It was just like we were kind of not able to figure out what was going on. Who did but you marry? Kind of married one of those guys. So. Awesome. <laughs> That's we love him. Too funny. We love him. <laughs> Um, so Portland had made it really possible for us to be our authentic, like relaxed self, but also create these sort of businesses and recognition in this way that anywhere else in the country, I feel like would have been really competitive. Yeah. So and we I, really flourished here and I'm really grateful that I just on a whim followed her up here because, you know, Portland, I really liked Eddie Vedder, but that's Seattle. So that's different. It's all the same ethos, you know, you get your, 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 your um, scrubby jeans with your moccasins and your flannels your flannels how did you know what i was wearing <laughs> i i see all <laughs> that's what brooklyn gave me the power to see across the country oh uh, no i thought this was just a podcast no <laughs> where brooklyn gives you the, gives you the power of stereotypes <laughs> clearly that east coast is a different country it's a different yeah. country no and what was funny is after your mom and i got to portland so i stayed out in um calaveras county Call Me Hell in Northern California, and then we flew together to Portland, and we went through a new, we were in a new country at that point, and we were like, oh, in this country, they stop for pedestrians. Okay. Very good. Different countries. Think about Europe. It's, I know. Uh, Yeah. When I was a kid, my dad used to do interstate work, and we used to actually have to hide 
bits of equipment that he had in certain states because it was illegal to have certain equipment in certain states and other equipment in other ones. I know, bum bum bum. He was an animal trapper. Whoa! Yeah. So, like Catherine and Ursula and I, if we met your dad in a bar on this road trip. We would hope to get to go trapping with him like that. Yes, kind, yes. and that was stay at his house. We would go home with him from the bar <laughs> and then try and photograph him with some kind of animal. That was sort of the concept. That Polaroid announced they were going to stop making film. Yeah, and I remember that. Specifically, that Catherine cherished this Type Fifty Five, which is a large format. Uh, negative. Go for it. Film. Go explain your art. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need me. Um, well, yeah. So we moved to Portland. Started going to a different art school up here and in in april 2008 polaroid announced that they were going to discontinue type 55 which is a positive negative film so and i was just photographing people on the street and friends and it was really great because i was keeping the negative usually it's used in like studio photography to test your lighting and also be able to be like oh that was really good i want to hold on to the negative but I was using it as a way to sort of have this interaction with people and give them the positive. And so it like really, I don't know. So she like would have the negative again. that she could print from later. And then you would have an instant picture that you could take. And it was like a little black and white picture. It was four by five black and white picture with a white frame around it. Right. Sort of like the contact sheet, right? Yeah, it was, it was a contact sheet. It was just like a Polaroid. So, um, but yeah, the, but not the shaky Polaroid. Yeah. It was four by five inches. Yeah. And so it was a really cool way to interact with people because most people haven't really been in this day and age photographed with a large format camera. And so I was able to like set up on the street and really have these engaging moments with and people. And by large and, format um, camera, she means like literally like the, she puts the cloth over her head and like. And it's upside down. Yeah. And she's looking through. Or obscura. Upside down and backwards. Yeah. With a dark cloth on the tripod. Yeah. So Ursula became my main wingman. And at that point in our relationship, we were really inseparable. So we would go to like events or places and she would talk to people and get them to let me take their photo. We weren't making any money or doing anything. She was so great to help me. So in 2008, when Polaroid said they're discontinuing it, I was kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is like this thing I've been on a roll with. And we had been dreaming up like, wow, we should do this all over the country. We should do this all over the world. Like, you know, Um, but really at that point it was like, you know, almost it was going to be an election year. And so it was all these things that we were really talking about going across the country. Having someone just there to interact with the people and ask if you can photograph them. Because I personally do a lot of street photography of people. Mm -hmm. And I know that, there's just the whole relationship with the camera to the subject. And once you ask them if you can photograph them, there's a whole different relationship with how they're being photographed versus if you just try to get a candid shot without the permission, you know? So for me, I always try to sneak up on people and I sneak up on them and I photograph them and some people freak out. I've had people attack me. I mean, all different sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they're, what are you doing? And you're just like, ah, I'm taking a picture of the thing right behind you. That's my, that's my gag. These photos that right. you produced, uh, and I got a chance to check a look at the ones you have on your website for the portfolio. Really, really captivating. Just crisp, clear, and every single photo, every single portrait tells a different story, which I think is the point of what you were trying to tell, is that not necessarily everybody has the same story that you can just assume from looking at them. Everybody has a deeper story to tell. Totally. Yeah. And that was the really hard thing about completing that project was 
sometimes the people that we really had the greatest connection with or this, you know, powerful experience with weren't really the people that we could photograph or maybe that photograph wasn't as captivating. So that's why the final project ended up being an installation because the photos were the catalysts that got us from place to place. But so many things happened in between. Before I left on that trip, I had the gynecologist tell me that she was like, oh, I wouldn't do that trip in America, maybe in Europe, but America's too dangerous. And it was just like, we didn't really have any experience like that. And the beauty of being 21-year-old women and like, we maybe were really vulnerable, but we also were able to get into these situations that really let people show us, I think, who they wanted to be. And because we had like this end game and this drive, people were way more apt to let us into their home. Like people know that you're not going to stay forever. It was like, come on in, you know, so. And having um, a project, like having this larger goal was like really something that people connected with, I think. Yeah. It's so strange that the gyno was the one that gave you the advice. I mean, Hey, you know, know maybe yeah. maybe Europe, but I don't know she, about the States. That's, she would never have a male gynecologist. <laughs> Your <laughs> no. gyno would not sound like a guy in the corner. I wouldn't do that trip. He's like, yeah, I got my degree off the back Uncanny. of a truck. Catherine's gynecologist sounds exactly like your dad. <laughs> so we've reached a point now in the middle of the show where we should take a quick break. And when we come back from this break, we will have a lot of audio to sift through of this next journey of the epic road trip that occurred from Portland, Oregon to the tip top of the continent in Alaska. I mean, um, as far as the road goes, we went to where the road ends, yes. actually, north of Anchorage. So <laughs> it was dumb. It so was a dumb afternoon. Catherine D. Jacobs calling us from Portland, Oregon, and Courtney Francis Fout here in the studio. And when we come back, we'll get down to it. This is Boston Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn. studio jimmy and myself are joined by her as well as over the phone her friend Catherine t jacobs calling in from portland oregon if you would like to listen to more radio free brooklyn material from lost and rewound please go to our podomatic page at lostandrewound.podomatic.com and we're also on soundcloud and itunes and spotify but right now we have business to attend to there is a digital recorder across the room from me in courtney's hand and it is producing uh, what uh, is the impetus for this episode, which is uh, a road trip that was taken. We just had a road trip episode recently, but nothing compares to the road trip that we're about to talk about. But the road trip did not start necessarily in Portland, Oregon. It started elsewhere. It started way on the East Coast. It was June 2008, and Catherine and Ursula started in Portland and went to Rito, Nevada, and then drove from June all the way to September, 
got to Buffalo and then I joined them, like we said. And then we went from Buffalo to Maine to Florida, like down to Key West Mm -hmm. and then across to California. And then we had to do Alaska and then a different trip. Okay. So it's June 2009 now. Here we are now finally at this point where we can say that with the audio that we're about to hear, this is the car ride where Courtney and Catherine are driving from Portland up to Canada. There's a lot of audio that you contributed. (laughs) And by golly, we're cut out for me, but more for you because you took the task of talking with me on like the night before we were going to record this episode (laughs) and you were working on the audio yourself. So you've kind of uh, very carefully put this audio into groupings. We left Portland on Friday, June 26th. Copious note taker. This audio is from Wednesday, July 1st, Canada Day 2009. Yes. We've been driving for just under a week now. We start on Friday and we've been driving since Wednesday. We did the portrait for Washington State. Had a terrible, creepy experience in Washington State. Um, with a dude named Lester, who his friend joked was a molester, and then he lived up to his name. It was terrible. The only time in the entire trip, we at this point, we'd already done the lower 48, and it was the only time we actually feared for our lives and felt that we had to escape in the middle of the night. And we did. And we then did. we, later that afternoon, took a nap in a bench on, in a park, like laid out a full comforter and like slept side sit by side like it was a double bed. Classy, classy. We are trying to haul ass to the next town between Dawson Creek, Canada, I think it's British Columbia, and then Watson Lake, Yukon, because I am determined to find a Canada Day party. I want to see a parade or I want to see some Mounties or like, why not? You know, I grew up on the border with Canada and Canada is July 1st and 4th of July is you know, so and, much fireworks. Um, yeah, we had the friendship festival, and I just I'm a I'm a fan of Canada Day. So, um, and Dawson's Creek is a real place. It's Dawson Creek, and that was part of the novelty of staying there. We had stayed with a really not fun couch surfing host. Like she was pretty quiet, but we hadn't showered or anything. Like got up and left. So Google Maps says that this ride is 11 hours and 48 minutes, and there have been no parades or mounties. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Such a there's letdown. been almost nothing. There's been almost yeah. nothing. The car has no radio. This, the radio does not work. And so I read out loud a lot. And so I read a whole entire shitty novel that somebody who Catherine went to art school with wrote about every single sexual encounter he ever had. There were these weird chapters that we actually didn't read, but we read every single sexual encounter. And Catherine, he like had a crush on her. And so she he was a warlock with halitosis. <laughs> Self-proclaimed 40-year-old warlock with halitosis. And like okay. a novel about every sexual encounter he'd ever had. And, like, and were, were some of them magical, I'm hoping? <laughs> Not, they didn't sound he, magical. He made them sound, maybe. <laughs> when Courtney reads it out loud, do you, you, you're pretty clear there's no magic. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then I was also reading a lot about serial killers. So we had a laptop and I would load up every single Wikipedia page for every serial killer I could think of. And then I would read all of those. That's actually one of the only shocks of this tape is that there's no talk of serial killers at any point in this two hours. Play it! <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, so we are delirious and we live in a car. And Perfect. Um, we're really, really strange people. Hey! Okay, it is July 1st, 2009, 7.14 p.m. 
we are almost in the Yukon, but not close enough. We're talking more about Frank and Kitty. Frank and Kitty are these characters that Catherine and I have invented on this road trip. I don't know what exactly prompted them, but they have a not Brooklyn accent, not Long Island, not Boston, but it's esque, all of those. It's really bad. And I'm Frank, and I'm like this small dude who loves his kitty. And Kitty is like significantly taller than me, which is exactly how Catherine is. And she's a luscious, pale woman who is my cream. And I just like want that cream all over my face. (laughs) So as we're doing this, we are like coming up with like different ideas. So I started this recording to get an idea for Frank and Kitty that was so bad I didn't even bother playing it. But as the tape continues, I've like pulled out the best thing. So I take down terrible idea about Frank and Kitty, stick it in my crotch, and it stays on for another two hours. We're going to look at Wikipedia on that one. Please don't hit me with your car. Hey! Oh my god. pretty sure that's the first time we've seen buffalo yeah and we are that's losing so our shit i would flip my shit too if i saw a buffalo Goddamn! but we're also on this one lane road these one lane roads where you get trapped by trucks and so we were trapped in the traffic patterns yeah. for hours that morning and we're eager to get to the canada day jam and we have 11 hours and 49 minutes to go. I was driving like as fast as I could. We would see animals and pull over, take pictures, and then like try to get back in the car before the cars that we didn't want to be behind came again. I don't know if you can hear, but somebody yells, hey, in that. And I talk about how I don't want somebody to test with the car. So um, these cars that we're talking about. It's a two lane, it's like just a highway and there's tons of potholes. The road's not maintained. But as you're driving, there are just bears and buffaloes playing together on the side of the road. I mean, it's the most like majestic, magical thing you can imagine. No capped mountains in the background. No justification needed. I think bears (laughs) and buffalo playing together is the visual I want America to be. Exactly. Exactly. And to this day, if anyone, whenever I tell people I drove to Alaska, they're like, oh my God, that sounds crazy. And I'm like, oh yeah, it was totally nuts. But like you get to see bears and buffaloes playing together. So you should totally do it. Actually. Um, Super magical. In fact, this is terrifying. They're still like, that we got tons of chips in the windshield. So yeah, it's not just like, oh, it's 11 hours. It's hard on the car. You get like legit to, hard on the car. It's you know, like, 11 hours for me to drive from Portland to my hometown, but this is 11 hours of nothing. So we had to have gas in the car. 
which we ended up using nothing yeah and then you're trapped by like a track all the stops you really had to go full 11 hours there would be bikers would flag you down because they'd say you know there's a bear up there can we ride our bike beside your car so the bear doesn't attack us so that would slow us down but also you know so just like the majesticness of this land is epic epic yeah we saw a moose today they were a family and they ripped down that rock and they found a bunch of bugs under it so they ate them all (laughs) their mom was like you guys there's a car here we gotta go we came to wiping you guys off the freeway <laughs> okay. on that corner back there yeah I'm telling you this please be careful yeah honest to God you're yeah. on a blind corner and, and we've got a boat and a trailer or a truck like this they'd have taken you right off the highway just be careful okay yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. cool hey eh? right yeah. <laughs> Pick up the road. I heard they're like walking around in the road like that. Is that right? Yeah. And like you can't go anywhere. Are they wild or are they? Yeah, those are wild. Or are they like someone? I think people um, let them go. No, these are wild. I think, but people also. Um, you like have a farmer if they get out and they just kind of no I, it's like cattle like some people range. have them like cattle but these are wild probably they have oh. their both that's why they had all the signs did you see the buffalo yeah. crossing signs yeah see, i think they're wild because you don't let your you don't let your farm animals get out ever no you shouldn't i mean we are cattle ranchers we let our cattle out on range but yeah ultimately but, it's it's fenced yeah so these aren't just these are wild yeah that's so cool to see Safe trip, you guys. Yes, thanks. thanks. You too. <laughs> that was fair of her. She wasn't yeah. mean. I thought she was going to be mean, and I was like, uh, no, I won't open my page. Animals. lady was so Canadian. Oh, you know, you better get off the road or you'll get killed, eh? <laughs> <laughs> cool, huh? <laughs> and like, just like, totally 
heeding the most genuine, like, we almost murdered you. Pretty cool, eh, though? <laughs> like, I literally say, like, please don't hit us with your car. That's them. Or they're the person who yelled, hey. But, like, multiple people almost killed us when we pulled over. Oh, my God. <laughs> How could she even wonder if these are wild? Because they're buffalo everywhere. No one, like lets their cattle be free. Those are quite an investment and she's a cattle rancher. But now listening to it years later, she was just making nervous chatter and it was probably... Yeah, Canadians are notoriously like the (laughs) nicest people in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like scolding us and then making super polite conversation about (laughs) something she totally knows the answer to. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I'm like, nobody ranges buffalo. We're not Native Americans. People people raise them to eat, but like no one is ever letting their cattle, their livestock just fucking chill by the side of the road and literally like everywhere. With bears. (laughs) With bears. (laughs) Which leads us to our next track. The bear was adorable. <laughs> so cute. It was so cute. It was like eating and like falling over while still eating. You're adorable. What sign is this for? That weird horse. I hate that horse. Like who did the super sexy like elk or the, or the, 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 the deer? The deer? <laughs> who did that? Why? Why can they find the elk guy again? Oh, her. I know. What yes! is this? What is this? What is this? I like, I'm gonna cry a little. I'm a little fucked This is so beautiful. How are we so lucky? We are so lucky. The bear from the buffalo! We're <laughs> out! Ah, that's us! <laughs> <laughs> and you're the cutest. <laughs> you're the sexy. I'm the mightiest. I'm really strong. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck, in Christ. It'd be worth being scared like that. Yeah. Listen to some Beast of Burden. That is... Uh... I know. I actually comment on that later that like, yo, that came on while we were looking at the beast. <laughs> and I'm driving. Okay. I am sober. I sound high. I am driving. I am sober. Just, I think I sound ridiculous. You're going to say, Catherine? 
Oh, it's just, those are like a handful of, what's like 10 mixed CDs I burned before we left on the trip. So right. it's like a handful of like super random songs like Beast of Burden and then but, like Mariah Carey will come on. Next. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. we, we were delirious. We were listening to the weirdest stuff and, you know. The alternative was reading Serial Killer Wikipedia. Which you won't do, but I will. And so, and I was driving, yeah. so that's why the, yeah. the boombox was plugged in. So the buffalo and the bear thing is that Catherine's from California, mm. and then I'm from Buffalo. And yes. so when they were chilling by the side of the road together. It was meant to be. <laughs> really exciting. Oh, very cute, very cute. Throughout this whole conversation, we have been drafting ideas for Frank and Kitty. I thought it would be funny if there was an office-like documentary about them. They're this pathetic couple, and they're the youngest common-law marriage on the books. That was how the director found them. I gotta make Kitty's hair so big and do an awesome, crazy break. I think Kitty should want to be Mariah Carey. Okay. But she can't sing. Oh, I really wanted to keep hearing that. That was like inadvertently, like these songs are just like so wonderful on the road trip tip. Oh, make, it's actually perfect. great. So we had actually on this tape, my first time hearing the Garth Brooks classic, Two of a Kind, Working on a Full House. Super great, <laughs> super punny, adorable. Okay. Bill Withers comes on at one point. So my reaction is. Oh, my God. Oh. Time to come in my pants. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much what happens every time I hear a Bill Withers. So I like how we've immortalized. The Pixies a... will appear. There's like a really strange um, mix of Dave Matthews songs. I am openly a Dave Matthews fan. I won't lie. Right. But um, but like we accept that. really You're strange, 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 so- like like not songs we'd normally pick. I feel like that must have been left in your car by somebody because that's like not your style either. But uh, so, I'm admittedly not a Dave Matthews fan. Exactly. So. I think somebody gave it to you. I really do. I was like, this doesn't even make sense that this would be in her car. So we're like delirious. And we're also gross, as you can start of guess. We live in a car. I have a lot of tricks. I'm like really good at being, for lack of a better term, homeless. This is an example that really demonstrates how gross we are. I farted and I must have been her to do look. It's, it's not going to smell. What <laughs> hour are we in at this point? Where are we? We're like, it's only a two hour tape. <laughs> I wish I wish we, like, that was really the excuse, but we're just I guess disgusting. I want to preface that we'd already been to 20 states together in right. this sort of car scenarios. She flew back out to Portland. We'd had a break in between, but we just, like, picked right back up into this sort of weird homeless. Like, washing our armpits in the sink. Yeah. But to reiterate, this actual two hours that you recorded was in the portion of where you're in the north of Canada heading towards Alaska. Yeah, so we are on this 11-hour, 48-minute journey. So by this point... Between Dawson Creek and Watson Lake. Yeah. And as it says on the start of the tape... Yeah. We are almost in Yukon, but not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. Right. So we had gone really far. We. Yeah. This is a long we're day. Almost, we're looking yeah. for a Canada Day party. Yes. We had to travel 12 hours to get from one town to the next, essentially, where there might even be a bar. 
<laughs> Literally. You, like there's you like did not nothing. need a bar. You, you do yeah. for Canada Day. You're out in the wilderness. You need a shed. Like I've been to <laughs> That's what you need, just a shed. I've like I went to I went sailing in the Virgin Islands and you would like it was amazing and it was a friend's family and it was like camping on water. It was actually very modest, but we would sail to a beach that would look abandoned, but there would always be a bar. It was amazing. That's wonderful. <laughs> so like, I don't know, you would go hundreds of miles and be like, well, this is a gas station, so we better. And then you would go a couple hundred miles again and it was miraculous. What do we got next? Okay. So this is another example of how we're gross. It's a good example of the Frank and Kitty talk. To like yes. give you an idea. These characters, like we're yeah. throughout the whole time, we're like trying to be them and we're doing these bad accents as we're talking about the animals we're excited to see. And I just remember being like, you ain't got no business being so beautiful. And like, that's what Frank would say to Kitty, but that's also what Courtney would say to the mountains or like, you know. <laughs> mountains, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> Get out of here. Love, you ain't I, got I, no business. I love that. That's a totally backhanded New York compliment. <laughs> Lady, you ain't got no business being that pretty. Well, I ain't. What is this about? So part of why Frank and Kitty lasted more than the day it came about, because this is like several days into this like idea, is that at one point Catherine was kind of like freestyling, talking about Frank and Kitty's sex life and how she's just luscious, pale. She's like my cream. Talking about how I, I want that cream all over my face. And she's like, yeah, Abdul Jabbar is African for all over your face. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. You might want to cut that out. <laughs> I tried to convince her later that it would it's be better. really just an airplane reference. But I really, <laughs> I tried to convince her later that it would be funny because it would be anachronistic if this person was like, Abdul Jabbar is Arabic for all over your face because Africans not a language and it's really annoying to Africans when people speak like it is. So yeah. that's in the audio. <laughs> He <laughs> tried to clean it up. So we talked a lot about cream, and we're talking about cream for days. Because days. Kitty's got all the cream that Frank can take, and he just wants it all over his face. So for, he has a little days. bit. For, for days. days. So um, here we go. Your kingdom, my queen. Hi, you All over my face. <laughs> I cannot hear exactly what you're talking about, but I want it again and again and again. All over my face. <laughs> so, whatever that is. We are in the Yukon territory. Nothing like beeping your horn like Homer Simpson to announce your arrival in a foreign country. Yes. <laughs> well, you're in a foreign country already. Okay, we are in the Yukon or in Yukon, still a ways away from our final destination, but we're finally gonna be able to get out of the fucking car and start drinking for Canada Day. Yes. And the sun is still up and it's like nine thirty and this is we have oh, like right. crossed a you're threshold now. There. And this was the first day that we experienced midnight sun. I was actually able to photograph using only natural light at midnight. And that's the photograph for Alaska. That's awesome. Ah. Beautiful. Okay, so this is the recording. This is called The Money Shot. The Money Shot. I need you to listen all the way through and remember that we're delirious. Frank does not have a bad penis. <laughs> that's like as far as we decided. At one point, she's just like... Um, why are they together? And we're like trying to figure out what the appeal is for this couple. Okay. Catherine 
starts to simulate a sex act on me. This car gets great gas mileage. that we've played for the f- five or six years that we've been doing this show that's basically like the aristocrats of the clips yeah <laughs> definitely that's a perfect way to put it i have to start with you Catherine. did this come up in many different experiences with your therapists as the years went on no no one's brought this up again and i feel like i don't remember at what point courtney even realized that she had recorded all that i think that's kind of the beauty of this you know when you know you're being recorded there's inauthenticness to your performance but we're just genuinely interacting with each other <laughs> it's mortifying now you're right that is the beauty that was just you guys <laughs> yeah that's like we're fucking crazy yeah like, we're just gonna, and kitty you know. Yelling Courtney's at some bears. Trying to preface it like we're coming up with these characters, but they're not real characters. We weren't like we should have a show. You had. It was. I don't know what we were. These we characters just, that we had created. We had never done that before. Help. We're talking about what you'd do with her hair if you were to ever like dress as Kitty. Like, do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, we Kitty was yeah. And like, totally <laughs> forgot about this. On my notes, I had written, "You ain't got no business being so beautiful." Woman yelling at us, and Kay catching me sniffing my vag essence, which is what. <laughs> So I forgot that basically what happens in that tape is that Catherine is pretending to give my right arm a handjob as I'm driving. Uh-huh. And then I am getting into it. Frank is getting into it. And Kitty decides to like go down and spit on his dick. Uh huh. <laughs> to lube it up. Yep. But I come at that exact moment. You hear me go, and that's me coming. That's like the exact second that Catherine went to go fake 
spit on my hand for this fake blowjob. So I came to her face on accident, and then she proceeds for two full minutes to act as though I had actually done that. I'm just really very happy that paranoid android queued up as soon as you magical right (laughs) and i pull the recorder out from my crotch where it's been for like two hours and i sniff it and that's when Catherine's like you're a sick fuck (laughs) and that's when i'm like you don't ever just like pull things out from your crotch to see if they smell like your vagina oh look in Canada, it's the CAA instead of the AAA. And <laughs> so, like, at first, I'm, like, totally into it. And then I'm, like, change the topic. Shortly after that, we went to a gas station, washed our armpits in the sink, and, like, brushed our teeth. We were in Watson Lake, Yukon, which has, like, almost nothing. And yeah. there was no Canada Day party. And there was a proprietor of a campground who was, like, our age. It was not fun. And then we went to Whitehorse and had the best time ever. We some friends who were still like Facebook friends. We <laughs> partied with them for two full days and then made it to Toke on 4th of July. And then uh, you guys drove back from Alaska back to Portland. Ursula had flown in and met us. Got and it. Came back, for, was there for the ride. Oh, um, Ursula didn't have a okay, character. Never mind. I was going to say. <laughs> um, if Frank and Kitty had a, th- had a, yeah. a third party, well, had a third you know, wheel. I didn't get where he was going. Were you going with the something else? Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, was no. Like, wasn't that kind of trip? Remember, we don't have sex in front of <laughs> Yes, this has been established from the get go. This is a fair. Weird, never, there, never again. She likes to play like an Eastern European and she calls me her pocketbook woman. Mm. <laughs> that's pretty good that's really funny pocket, my pocketbook woman we're all really bad at accents <laughs> you're all really bad. bad at accents however you are good at supporting one another with comedy when you are in a car for a very long time yeah. ever and ever Catherine T. Jacobs over the phone Green with us queen. here on Lost and Rewound your website is CatherineTJacobs.com do I have that correct yeah it is Catherine K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E T. Jacobs J-A-C-O-B-S I'm mainly a silver gelatin printer so darkroom like traditional darkroom photography Ooh, silver um, print currently working a little bit with cyanotypes for some more conceptual artwork. My work kind of currently, it's still portraiture, revolves a lot about femininity, living with a disability, things like that. So actually June 17th, you can go on my website and have $31 prints for sale for my birthday sale. Oh, holler. Very cool. There's a month before mine. So if you want to collect some fine art, very affordable. Yeah, it's a great way to... Get a print. Courtney Francis Fallon here in the studio helping yes. curate this episode for us here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Absolutely. Thanks for coming onto the show. I will be interviewing artist Terry Lovett at the Colony Studio pop-up that's in Greenpoint on West Street on June 30th. There'll be a day event with different vendors and artists. And this is in a partnership with Colony Incubator. It's a studio in Greenpoint. And um, it's a partnership that I have with a Japanese photographer, Lena Takeuchi. And people could follow you on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CFF. CF Fun, Fun, Fun. So CFF and Fun, Fun, Fun is a portmanteau. Yes. Which is not much of a portmanteau. It's brilliant. But my email address is fun, fun, fun at CourtneyFrancisFallon.com. It's brilliant. It just like rolls off the tongue. So it felt right for Twitter and the Instagrams. You're brilliant. Catherine, you're brilliant. Jimmy, you're brilliant too. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. If you've been inspired, you're all brilliant. <laughs> and if you listening out there have been inspired by what you heard on this episode, reach out to us and show us what you got on the audio tip. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. That's going to do it for us. This has been episode 125 of Lost and Rewound. My name is Alan. I'm Jimmy. You'll hear us next week here on Radio Free Brooklyn.
wanted to go to the eighth grade dance with me. Why? That was a door. Can I hear my door? 